Blog Talk Radio. Again is eight seven seven four eight three 
1-800-273-8253. And I'll ask this question, do you believe in wellness? Is therapy good for your health? Do you have a testimony on how therapy has helped you? Some people still are in denial that they need someone to talk to. Fears and people thinking that you're crazy and you thinking that you got crazy, that you thinking crazy with that type of syndrome, and that gets in the way. But who cares? Do something about it when you know you got it bad. When is it a good time to get therapy? When you hit rock bottom? When there is no one to run to? When your family don't want to have anything to do with you? Or when God turns you over to a reprobate mind? It's probably too late at that time. But when does one decide to get help? Why some people don't like therapy? Are you an overcomer of your circumstances? by telling somebody about it? Do you think therapy is good for everybody? Do everybody have issues? If you are an overcomer by going to therapy or, you know, thinking about going to therapy, join the show and, you know, get some pointers and some tips and give you testimonies, views, and comments. You are welcome. All experts are welcome, too. If you are listening to this show, Please come on and help in this process because there's a lot of people that do have issues, but they don't know exactly how to go about getting these issues resolved, where to go, and when to go, okay? So you can call in at the call-in number of 347-884-8684. That number again is 347-884-8684, and the toll-free number is 877 877- Four eight three three one five three again eight seven seven four eight three three one five three and at this time I am going to turn it over to my co-host Akila Ali and to Miss D. Which one of y'all want to talk on this tonight? Which one want to be in the hot seat? <laughs> Everybody there? Hello? Yes. Well. Um... <laughs> I think I can comment on uh, one of the, one of the questions, which is, uh, do I think therapy is good for everyone? Sure. I think I think therapy um, therapy can be good for for a lot of people, um, but some you know, like you said, some people may not feel that they need it. It could be beneficial to some, and you know, for others, it may not be as beneficial. Um, but mm-hmm, I've known mm-hmm. people that have been that's been to therapy, you know, for anger issues. And they have said that yeah. it's helped them to express their anger in a, a more positive way, you know. And it may sound a little silly, but, you know, it's even uh, worse, you know, like even if you're embarrassed to go to therapy, like you were saying that people right. think that they're crazy for even going to therapy, you know. But, but right. you, you end up looking more crazy I mean, even that when you don't intentionally mean to do it, but when you're snapping on people, when you're, you know, for no reason, you don't even understand why you're having these emotions. You know, you don't right. understand why you're going through this or, or why you're so depressed where you don't even feel like going out, getting out of bed or why you're self-harming, you know. So, you right. know, which one, which one is worse? You know, it's nothing to be ashamed of to get therapy. You know, at least you're going making the effort to want to improve yourself. That's what I say. I agree. I agree. What about you, Miss D? What you think on this subject? I agree with that. But see, therapy will only work if the individual admits to themselves mm. that they need help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, That's you right. Can, you you mm. you can take you can take a person to therapy, but mm. if if they don't think they need help, then you know, no matter what they sit there and talk about. You know they they they're going to uh, uh, unless the voice inside their head take over while they in there, then you find out there's <laughs> another personality in there. You know what I'm saying? No, that's not funny. But, okay. Uh, no, I'm not yeah. laughing at that. I'm just you know saying that you know one has to like I say, paying attention to themselves and see what mm-hmm. they're doing. And and like I say, then decide, you know, this is really out of hand because when mm-hmm. I get this upset, 
I'm not able to control myself. Right. right. I need something or somebody, and I would prefer having somebody without having to take any medications, you know, mm-hmm. if not need be, uh, to uh, help me, uh, you know, understand why I'm having these these outbursts or why I, what is it that's inside of me that, that I'm angry about or that I'm depressed about. You know, uh, you, 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 you got to realize that there's something that's causing you to react this way. So yes, right. at that point, if if you didn't already try to correct yourself and it ain't working, then you need to go to somebody that can help you find a way to make it work. Yeah. See, and that's, that's agreeable. That's, that's right. That's right. And, and, and you're so right about that. So, you know, there has been, and and you know what, and I want to thank both of you for, you know, coming on the show and giving your points of view, even though y'all are my co-hosts, you know, but we are here to help other people that may have issues, uh, you know, and they feel as that uh, they can't talk to anybody and there's not maybe anybody that they can trust to talk about it. You know, you've got all kinds of reasons why people don't want to talk about what's going on in their life. One, because back in the day when we was growing up, our parents used to say, shh, don't talk about it, Uh uh-uh, you know what I'm saying? No, we don't talk about those things and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah, and I was one of those that came from one of those phases. And what I mean by that, and I'm going to share a little bit because, you know, you've got to understand that even though that, you know, I am, you know, the host of the show, but... I want you to know that when you have been a true overcomer and a true victorious person over your life, you won't have no shame about sharing your testimony because I definitely do have a testimony, and I feel as though that that testimony is going to help someone else. And, you know, and as I said, you know, you I come from back in the day where, you know, my step-grandmama and all of them didn't want to talk about things that really mattered, like, for instance, I was being sexually molested, and wasn't nobody talking. But I was being by my by my stepfather. I was being uh, uh, threatened. You better not tell, or I'm gonna whoop your tail. Or you know, I'm saying it nicely, but it was ugly how he was saying it. But because of the type of person that I was on the inside, I wasn't afraid to tell because I knew I wasn't doing anything wrong, but that it was happening to me. My problem was was that when I was telling my grand, my step grandmama, my uncles, my aunts, or or to the school or to whoever, hey, help me! I am being I am being sexually molested. Somebody got to help me. They didn't help. What they did was just try to keep you away as long as they could from the person or the step grandmama. She would be kind of like you know, you stop lying on my son. My son ain't done nothing to you. You got some of those people that are in denial about what they about what they family members be doing, and they know what's up, right? However, uh, in the meantime. Uh, you know, this is this five-year-old all the way up to 12-year-old. I was five to 12 when this was happening to me. And I didn't have nobody to support me or to to protect me, all right? You know, my mother, she left me, you know, with the family because she was going through domestic violence. And I saw what she was going through. And I understood when she came to me and told me I got to go. This is what it's going to be like. You know, I'll be back if I can, but right now i got to go and do what I need to do. And I said, I, what can you do at six years old when your parent is telling you this is what's happening to them? And there's almost a death that's getting ready about to happen. i got to go. So uh, what can I do? So I had to sit there and go through that period of abuse, neglect, and uh, uh, sex abuse from this family that I had no idea about. They weren't my family, but that's the only family my mom married into, right? So nobody helped me. So when I got up to age and my mom finally did come back to get me, you know, I said to myself, if I ever had any kids, my kids would not go through sexual abuse 
would not go through these things that they did, and I'm going to put into my children to be able to talk, even if it's me doing something wrong, talk, so that I will be able to know if I'm doing wrong or whatever the case may be. And that's the way I taught them, and I did. Now, I didn't like some of the stuff because I gave them that uh, that permission to talk and and let me know what's going on with their feelings to the point where, you know, uh, they have become, you know, to the point where they're too boisterous. But even with that, I can handle that because I, I did that. I wanted them to be that way. So I started therapy when I was 16 years old, when after I had the first two children, and one of them fell down the steps. And after that, it was history after then. I had been in therapy ever since. Once children's services came into my life, I was in therapy from that point on because they swore up and down that I took an eye, uh, 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 put my fist through a 13-month-old's face, and my mother was the witness to what was going on. And so I had to go through therapy, and then they took my baby away from me, you know, for a period of five long years. I had another another child that was the oldest. And she had to deal with seeing that her brother was separated from her. But, however, I had to deal with, you know, the dynamics about what was about ready to happen. Now, to make a long story short, is that from 16 all the way up until, oh, probably, what, just two months ago, I am now out of therapy. There was even at one point where I had to take medication because I was so, you know, messed up behind what has happened to me, what the system had done, what the system had done to disarray my life the way that they did. But one thing that system did teach me is not to be afraid to ask for help. No matter what, ask for help. It don't matter. So to me, finding the right therapist, no, they better have the right person. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody won't tell tell what they know. You got to be out of denials. You got to be ready for you know, the truth and at its best because it's just like a doctor. You go in and you tell half the symptoms, you ain't going to get the results that you need. Am I right? Correct. So now, okay, so, you know, um, so at this point, it's just basically, you know, therapy is a very important piece. And just like Miss D and also you, Akila. What is true about that is that you definitely do have to be ready to really talk to somebody to resolve the issue, even if nobody else want to come and be a part of it because they yeah. they got their own thought process of how they think yeah. talking to people, you know. But yeah. you, if it's going to help you, do it. Yes. Would I, I, yes, I, I I do agree with that. I do agree. Um, like you said, a lot of people have been raised in households where – you know, whatever goes on in the house stays in the house, you know. Absolutely. And, and sometimes, you know, I mean, it, it, it can be damaging when you hold that stuff in, when you've been taught not to sure talk you're right. about issues. You see what I'm saying? You That's hold right. it in, next thing you know, you're angry, and then you take it out on your kids because you're so angry, and you That's have nowhere right. else to go. You see what I'm That's saying? That's right. And it's, it's not fair, you know. So um, some people, uh, I, I I feel that, um, therapy has helped uh, people because they give you strategies on, on like I said, how to um, express your anger, or even if it's um, marriage counseling or or teen mm-hmm. counseling, mm-hmm. Uh, postpartum depression. It was a, um, a mother in the news uh, a few weeks ago. Um, I posted it, and um, she had actually murdered her three-year-old daughter um, because of potty training. And, but but right. when they the, when the police officers read her journal, it said that she was tired of being a single mother, and it was hard. Okay. To, I I, right. I believe that you know mothers after they give birth or even during they go through depression, and if they had a, a right postpartum yeah postpartum depression that you know it right. helps them. Okay, you're not the only one going through this. Absolutely, and, and, and help them to be able to to. to you know, express her de- de- depression or get through her depression. You know, she'll have somebody to talk to because, you know, sometimes you need someone from the outside as far as therapy because they, 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 um, they're supposed to be confidential, you know, um, therapists and, and psychologists. Um, right. So, you know, it's sometimes good to have someone from a psych- psychologist's uh, 
thought process as someone from the outside looking in um, to be able to see the issue. Because sometimes you're going, you'll talk to a friend, and they are right. so involved in the in the thing. They may like, oh well, I know that didn't happen to you, or I know you're not feeling that way, or they may turn it mm-hmm. to make it seem like you're the one that's the problem, and you're not mm-hmm. able. You may not be able to express yourself to that person. You see. Right. So if you have somebody on the outside that's not don't know anybody in there, they may be able to see something that you can't. Right. See, I knew someone that went into anger therapy, and when she talked to the therapist, the therapist pointed out exactly what the issue was. And they worked together to find a plan to help her better herself. You know, and while she was going there, it was definitely helping her. And then when she left therapy, she still the tools that they gave her and used it in her life. And she's noticed that her anger has been uh, a lot calmer. Her moods has been a lot calmer. She didn't have to get on medicine, you see. Just that she didn't just go there and get on medication or anything like that, but it helped her and it helped her know that she's not crazy, that other people go through this too and that somebody out there understands. You see Absolutely. Right. And that's absolutely right. I mean, therapy is only for those that, you know, that serious have chemical imbalances that's going on in their brains. But for those that, you know, that are have what we would call temporary setbacks where you, where you have uh, some depression or anxiety issues, you know, that's another thing. But for those that wish to not take medication and just deal with it wholeheartedly, uh, you, you just um, you know, with with one on one and just taking it as it comes, like naturally, like you would do when you would have a baby. You know, for those that is a great thing because sometimes those uh, there are side effects that come with uh, medication. But again, for those that need it because they have serious, real serious uh, chemical imbalances that's in their head, um, they have to take them. But for those that can do without that and go through the therapy on a natural basis and just accept things as they really is and see it for what it really is and do all that you can do to make it right, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a better way. And and also, even if you you do take medication, I still wouldn't say that you're, you know, that that makes you crazy because you're still you're doing something to help yourself. You see what I'm saying? You're doing right. to to help better yourself, you know, and 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 better for your family. You see what I'm saying? Your your kids don't have right. to worry about you snapping on them or or just you being depressed. It's able to help you, you know, you function if if that's what you need. Mm-hmm. If that's what the therapist mm-hmm. or the doctor is what you need. If it's to that degree, but sometimes therapy right. is good. To, therapy by itself without the medication. But if you need the medication, there's nothing wrong with getting it. You know, as long as you no, understand. No, there is nothing wrong. Yeah, as long as you understand. Right. The there is nothing wrong with that. Yeah, do research on medicine and stuff. But also look at the strategies that they give you to help deal with your, your you know, handle your issues and control your issues. But it's nothing to be embarrassed of. And it's nothing to be ashamed about. Um, no. As, you know, only thing, only thing that I would say is that, you know, when you have family members that don't understand what your condition is, and sometimes, like, for instance, uh, yeah. for instance, like my mom, you know, she's deceased now, so I can talk a little bit. You know what I'm saying? My mom, she was schizophrenic, okay? And I never understood what was going on with her. You know, there were certain things that, you know, didn't add up. However, she was taking her medication and then, you know, as I said before, once I got into this program called NAMI, now I had I had a psychiatrist, I had a, um, you know, a counselor, and then I had outside, you know, group therapies. And even right now today I am involved with uh, as a member and as an affiliate with NAMI, okay, which is NAMI means National Alliance on Mental Illness. Okay, and NAMI is national everywhere, National Alliance on Mental Illness. And what they give is unconventional type of therapy or use peer-to-peer and family-to-family to come together to understand differences between uh, uh, what, uh, what, say like for instance, another uh, loved one that's in the household that's got OCD or another one that sits with postpartum 
depression or a post-traumatic depression um, or anxiety or any other uh, uh, mental illness that they may have. The point is, is that what peer-to-peer and and families to family offer is that in family to family, everybody can go and help understand their loved one, even themselves, if they have it, how to cope with one another. Because there's it could be more than one person that's in a household with with some with some uh, emotional and mental uh, issues. You see, and then over here with peer to peer, just deal with people. In, you know, of your same age bracket or not even same age bracket. It's more or less like peer-to-peer, people that are going through the same exact thing or similar to what you are going through and you're at a round table and you're talking about it. And they give you ideals, other, other strategies, how to cope with yourself, how to, uh, how to uh, recognize your trigger points, um, mm-hmm. how to how to how to control what it is that's going on with you, but you got to first go through understanding what crisis is and recovery is because recovery don't all the time mean um recovered. Sometimes you slip back just like AAA meetings. You know, I'm an alcoholic, but you know, um, I'm here to be a recovering alcoholic. It's just like a, a person that's been victimized. It don't it don't happen overnight. Um, nobody is exempt from being victimized, whether old or young. Everybody is go- is being victimized one way or the other. It's just how you deal with it, how you cope with it. You're exactly right, Akila. That is exactly what it is. I need to go on to a break, but then we're going to return on does everybody need therapy and is therapy good for everybody? And if there are any testimonies out there, comments or views, please call in at the calling number of 347 347- Eight eight four eight six eight four. That number again is three four seven eight eight four eight six eight four. And the toll free number is eight seven seven four eight three three one five three. That number again is eight seven seven four eight three three one five three. And we'll be back after this. just feels like something isn't quite right. That time, that place, that experience, we're calling that the meantime. There will come a day when you will have done all you can do, tried all you can try, hurt all you can hurt, given up so many times, there will appear to be no way up or out. It's all about love. And love is all about you. What you think, what you feel, what you know and don't know about yourself. In the meantime, you will find yourself growing, learning, healing, and remembering all the things you need to know about love.
and to a lot of people having fun is using drugs and drinking alcohol. So, yeah, you go do this, and then you figure, okay, I ain't crazy. I just need to, to, to indulge myself in something that makes me feel better. But, see, drugs and alcohol is depressants. So that makes you even more depressed once you sober up. And, like I say, nobody is, is paying attention that you're out of character. To sit down and say, look, you know, I've been knowing you this amount of time, and now I see you doing this, and I see you doing that. Maybe, you know, can I go with you to get you some help? Because I think you need to be able to talk to somebody about whatever is happening with you. So you got to have intervention. Mm-hmm. If, because That's right. the person themselves might not recognize what's happening with them. Right. Right, right, yeah. That's exactly right. It's almost like having an out-of-body experience, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. So uh, everybody around you, this is how you get people that that go back on the workplace and shoot up the place because nobody paid attention that this person was out of character uh, to find out what was going on with this person. And then yeah. the next thing you know, they go ballistic and they come back in and they want to kill up everybody in the way. You know, right. So and also, I wanted to add in there. I also wanted to add in there a little bit, Miss D, is that you know, even when it comes to your family in the home setting, you know how how a person is easily able to get their way through manipulation so they go off on you to keep you from trying to tell them or 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 advise to them that what they are doing is wrong or whatever but to shut them down and whatever they may go as far as uh you know causing causing a whole uh, uh mayhem and argue and all this stuff and the kids and to stop from arguing with them, you just let them go on ahead and have a way, and then they never come up out of that funk. That's what I was about to say. See, you can't become afraid of them. You right. Have to, you have to seek out the help because if you don't, right. the 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 end results of it is final disaster. Absolutely. So, that can run into, you know, a death takes toll in the family. Anything that can happen. You know, just that's the same thing with domestic violence. Some of those women that be in those domestic violence situations and they getting beat on and because they are never uh, wanting, they're always protecting the man even though they know the man is wrong, but this man is beating on the person and they won't come out because they're scared to come out because they're scared they're going to lose the man that they ever loved. The same thing with the mother, father, or anybody else that might be in this type of situation, an abusive relationship. Yeah. Go, go I ahead. Like to, I would like to come because you were making a really good point with people in the domestic, domestic violence situations. You know, they have right. been beat, beaten they in beat. the past relationship, you see what I'm saying? And probably right. more than likely they didn't get any help. You see what I'm saying? So when they get into yeah, the next relationship, too. you know, right. they may take anger out on the new person, you see what I'm saying, because of mm-hmm. the pain that they suffered right. from. Last relationship, Look, whether it's emotional abuse, men, uh, right? Abuse, That's right. Abuse, but they drag that there with them, and it's not their fault. But you right. know, they don't know any other way to, to deal with it. You see what I'm saying? Because absolutely, receive therapy, or at least read a self help book on how to, you know, handle this or how to deal with this. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, again, uh, and 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 the ad in there is look at look at the look at your uh, news that's out now where they talk about this young lady that you know just killed up her kids because she was jealous of what you know or you know now just imagine some of this goes along and uh, goes around in many homes and don't nobody know about it because they're secrets. You see what I'm saying? Where they mad you know with a father you know because they treating somebody better than somebody and so you just go ham and you let stuff happen. You know what I'm saying? This is how children get killed in the homes. All kinds of things. But if we don't if we don't if we don't stand up and take a stand and 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 protect 
those that we love and and send them to some type of therapy or or get out of the get out of it you know what i'm saying you may be subject to a death sentence listen if i if i had a neighbor that i live next door to and i have been knowing this neighbor for say x amount of years and then all of a sudden i start hearing uh or seeing them do things that, like I say, is out of character. Right. Although it doesn't appear that my life would be directly in danger because I don't live in the house with them. But we don't know what those voices tell people to do. If you've never okay. had a voice, If you've never had a voice in your head, you don't know what that's like. But I well, do I know, know what it's like. <laughs> but but I do know. No, let me quit. <laughs> I I do know that as being a responsible human being, I would have to do something to bring attention to somebody mm-hmm. that could get this person some help. Right. If, and if, you know if, what, mommy? Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I'm done. I'm done. Okay. Well, you know, and and that just to say that you bring a really good point to that because you know, at, while you and Akila are talking about this, I'm looking at my own life because I was I was asked several times by many of the counselors and psychologists to ask me, "Have you ever thought about killing yourself?" I said, well, no, I ain't never thought about killing myself, but, you know, there have been many times I wish I never was here. And then they asked me a question. They said, uh, well, have you ever thought about killing someone? And I said, well, uh, yeah, I really have. You know what I'm saying? There has been a point in my life where I have was put almost to that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a natural thing when you got people that are just doing just dead wrong towards you and you're trying your best to be, you know, to put your hand out to be of, of love, to be a part or whatever the case may be in, in your loved one's lives or whatever the case, and you're getting constantly uh, 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 backlash and, t- uh, you know, dealt with disrespectfully. Or let me give you an example like, Way back, long time ago, <laughs> here I go, way back, long time ago, <laughs> uh, uh, back probably in the early 80s when I was going with this guy, right? And this guy, he used to get drunk all the time, okay? Coke 45 was his best friend. And here I am, you know, I just had a new baby, you know what I'm saying? I had two other kids as well that was all to be here. And, you know, this guy, he had issues. I didn't know what it was until later. But on the meantime, he was getting high, going upside my head. Now, I'm a young woman, you know, 19, 20, somewhere around in there. And, you know, and I'm, I'm saying to myself, like, dang, how do you deal with this? I love the guy. I got a baby. You know, I want things to work. But then I'm looking at my kids and looking at what I'm about ready to bring my baby up into. I had to make a decision. And one day, you know, he had beat me up so much, I just got to the point where, you know, after a while, being with him two years or so, you know, I got tired of it. I was trying to find my way out of it. Of course, I didn't want to obey those thoughts that said, you know what, you need to you need to kill this Negro. You know what I'm saying? If he put his hands on you again, you're going to have to do what you got to do, girl. That's what was going on in my head. I wish I would have had therapy when that was happening because, the day that he drank his nice, his best friend, Coke 45, it was the day that I had a, you know, what is that, a two-pronged fork in my hand? And what I did to him was uh, he came up to get ready to hit me. Well, no, it didn't even go like that. Matter of fact, I got him before he got me. Excuse me. I got him before he got me because he was thrown high up in his lazy boy chair and, you know, and I said, well, I, that's the thought. I'm going to get him before he gets me. And I came in there. I already had a black eye from, you know, almost five days prior. You see what I'm saying? I wasn't trying to go through no more. So I took him. I stabbed him five times with that pitchfork that you turn over ribs with, okay, in five different places. And when that happened, he looked at me with this look like, 
you done lost your mind. Well, see, he wasn't looking at that when he was losing his mind, putting his hands on me. But, see, if it be done to another person, then now you know you got to be looking all crazy because something's wrong with you. But in the meantime, I'm saying to myself, had not I not quit doing what I did, I possibly could have killed him. You know what I'm saying? Because I was getting him at, at, a, at a point where he was not equipped to do anything about it. So once I knew that I had that inside of me, I immediately got scared of myself because I knew what I was capable of if somebody pushed me to that point. You see what I'm saying? So, again, when when it was time to go to therapy again, I told that situation to my counselor and let them know what I had been through so that I am able to get the proper treatment that I need and the proper way of coping with stuff and just what the last end that I have to say about it, if you go through getting your butt kicked on any, you get one hit, be gone. Don't sit there and see if you can change a person or any of that because all you're doing is making yourself out of a murderer if you stay in it or a person that is ready for, you know, to get prepped for the morgue. So love yourself. That's all I got to say about that. How do y'all feel about all of that? And that includes, like I say, intervention. Even if it's not, like I say, you just flipping out and say it's somebody else in the house that's flipping mm-hmm. out. Intervention is necessary. You must do what you can to get that person some help. Otherwise, that's like right. I say, the end result is total disaster. Okay, so what if a person doesn't want to get no help? When is it a good time to get therapy? When they hit rock bottom or when they ain't got nobody to turn to or when God turns them over to a reprobate mind? When does a person decide to get help? What if they don't want it? What can you do? Well, if they don't want it, at least you didn't made folks aware. So when they come to do some strange stuff to you, you can either try to restrain that person or you stop that person. Mm-hmm. And, and look up uh, the signs. I would say look up the signs that they're uh, yeah. like uh, what signs that the, their triggers. Even if they don't want to go, you can still realize what triggers them and try to avoid those things, or yeah. try right. to deal with people that are either bipolar and or stuff that will set them off. You know, um, right? By educating yourself about the mental health, if you see these signs in them. Um, you'll know how to how to act when they're around until they're able to go get help. And if you're praying that they will get help, you know, and, and um, mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't go and inter- do what you prefer, like, if they do have intervention, like, this should be a one-on-one type of thing or should be, like, a whole family mm-hmm. together. Right. But what if the whole family don't want to come together, that everybody can't stand one another, and you're the only one that want to have the family therapy session, but nobody wants to because they can't stand each other in some kind of way or another, even though it would, it would be petty stuff. But nevertheless, nobody wants to come together to have that family healed. I'm, I'm going to make one quick statement, and then I'm going to be through talking. I once went to a gra- <laughs> I, once, I, I once went to a graduation, and the inspirational speaker said this: "In a situation, you must first start to do you you must first start to do the the practical. In other mm-hmm. words, start to do what you can. Once right. you start doing what you can." you'll soon find yourself doing the possible. Right. Once you start doing the possible, you will soon find yourself doing the impossible. All right. right. First thing to do is to do the necessary. Mm-hmm. So like I said, <laughs> That's if, right. it, if it calls for you to be the one to get the intervention, uh, to be the, mm-hmm. inter- you know, the in- intervention, then that's what you do. If it calls mm-hmm. for uh, somebody to get intervention for you, right. that's what they do. Now, whether okay. you whether you're willing to g- use the intervention or the therapy, that's the next step. They are, the the therapist will either find out, okay, this is a person I can't help. I need to turn this one over to a psychiatrist, and mm-hmm. then they go to studying 
you from the psychiatric level, and then they find out what your actual issues is. Are you a paranoid schizophrenic? Are you this or are you that? Or are you this or are you that? Uh, We got medication for this. We got medication for that. Then you got to convince the person to take the medication because some some people get the medication and they get to feeling better. Then they want to stop taking the medication. Yeah, I've heard of that, yeah. Some medication, you can't just stop taking it because the minute you stop taking it, it throws you all the way to rock bottom. Some yeah. medications you got to be weaned off of. And then, like mm-hmm. Wendy said, sometimes you got to go back and get some more medication because you start mm-hmm. finding yourself slipping again. Mm-hmm. See, so it's an ongoing process. Therapy mm-hmm. is definitely needed. Hey, now okay. she just said like it. Akila, what you got yeah. to say? I heard you say you like that. What do you say? Yeah, I, I do like um, everything, Miss. Ms. D said um, about um, people that that they end up taking the medication and then they stop because they feel they don't they don't need it anymore and then like she said it, it makes you hit rock bottom. I've I've heard a story mm-hmm. like that, you know, and mm-hmm. um, may you know may take them and it's like okay, well you know I'm fine, I don't need them anymore, you know, and then you go right. you know you may have to get some more or or something, you know, if they're helping you, if they're not causing you harm. You know, then if they're just not causing you harm, and it may be, like, I don't want really want to take this, but until you can find a more effective way to, to deal with, you know, to cope with what you're going through, I would say take the help that's needed as long as it's helping you and it's not hurting you. Right. But, that's right. You know, but you want to have your mental right there. You know, you want to, you want your, your mental health to be, um, you know, healthy, you know, so, okay. yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I didn't see that nobody, I mean, we must be talking about something because everybody is just sitting back listening in rather than coming on. So we must be answering a lot of questions. But, you know, again, if you have any questions, comments, points of views, or you have uh, a testimony, Please do so. I've been testimony speaking ever since I got on to the radio telling about myself and what therapy has done for me. So I am going to say you have the opportunity to do the same. You can call in at the caller number of 347-884-8684. That number again is 347-884-8684. And the guest call-in number is 877-483-3153. That number again is 877-483-3153. And since uh, there is no one wanting to step up to say anything, maybe, like I said, you know, hey, they good with what they listening to, and then some don't want to say anything at all. But we're going to have more on this subject later on and when we do more subjects on this, and hopefully people will come through. Yes? Akila, uh, you got something to say before I move forward? If they, can, if they call in, they can re- uh, remain anonymous, right? Where they don't have to put Yeah, if they sure can. Yes, that's what radio is. You can't see nobody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you don't have to put your put your name out there, no nothing. Just call in. So uh I do I did look up some stuff and I looked up on this article. Well it's not an article, it's called answers dot yahoo dot com and it was some comments that were said in this uh in on this on this page. Uh, asking, does therapy really work? Does it help? And this anonymous uh, commenter said that they were 19 years old and hardly can talk to uh, to straight persons or strange persons without getting nervous. They said they can't get go into crowded places by themselves because it feels uncomfortable being alone. And they uh, they said they. Are are like an introvert and never had a girlfriend. So this person is saying they have social issues. And then someone suggested on there to have to have therapy, and it was turned down um, because they didn't want to talk to some ransom person. And saying that that person uh, and and saying that people that do therapy are weak and 
can't deal with their own problems. So the person asks, has anyone actually gotten better doing th during therapy or doing therapy? And they wanted to know other people's personal experiences in the area. This is why we were asking for that. But I guess all of us have said something that hopefully that this gentleman or, or, or young lady have uh, asked for as far as an experience in it. Because I know that therapy worked for me, and I had some hard issues. I had some issues that could not. I, I could. I had to have therapy. You know what I'm saying, in order to deal with most of the stuff that I went through in life. And then there was this lady by the name of Connie D, and she said that uh, you know therapy will work for you, but the key is is making it work. Uh, is to find the right therapist for you. And she said honestly, yeah. if it wasn't for therapy, she would have been in the same rut that she was, miserable and unhappy, she says she is in a good way now and wouldn't think twice about getting therapy if she needed it. And then James Christian from answers.yahoo.com said, before you go to therapy, you need to admit to yourself that you need therapy. And you weak too because you don't want to leave that box. That's what he's saying. And he says he was he was just like like the person or the people that were talking in this little blog thing. He said, I was just like you. But seriously, therapy will uh, will be really a waste of time if you don't want to speak up for yourself. And then the last of this, as we go on down in time, and I need to close because uh, we're going to come back with some more about do you need therapy on the subjects that we get ready to talk about. We better come back with some subjects on does everyone need therapy after we get finished talk about some of these programs we're coming in with. So I am going to say the notes for the day. And Akila and Miss D, I want to thank you for coming on to the show, co-hosting with me to bring about does everyone need therapy and to help those those listeners that may be on the other end to come to some term to talk to their loved ones or them themselves and go and get therapy if they are in a place of no point of no return. And I want to thank you. And the notes for today is if you if love hurts and there is no one to run to for safety, then giving. But if you put your best foot forward and stand up for yourself and tell somebody you would have saved a life, including yours, God says love is power, and sometimes that may mean standing up, speaking up, and speaking out. God is not the author of confusion, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Tell a loved one to help them. Y'all have a wonderful evening, and thank you for coming on to Lardy Miss Clardy and Company on BTR.